And here they come. Louth, O'Brien, O'Neill, Conlon, White, Coleman, Bean, Riley, Cunningham, O'Donnell, Lynch, McDonnell, Rose, Smith, Blood, and me and... Breaks inside to Stephen White. The one man that can do it, and he's done it! A goal for Louth. Paulo Hanlon, a vital touch. Now he's Stephen White to his right. This must be it! It is! I don't believe it! Kildare must be out of the Leicester Championship. At midfield, wearing number eight, the first all-star ever from Louth, would you welcome Paddy Keenan. Arguably the most popular of tonight's winners, Paddy has led from the front for Louth since his championship introduction in 2003. Here's a chance for Rooney! What a goal by J.P. Rooney! And then it happened. Bean sends in from the sideline and Sean Cunningham finishes it at the net. Loud are in front. And here it is. Loud are All-Ireland champions for the third time. Loud get a win, another win in Tullamore. This is the We Are Loud Awfully Talking Points podcast. We have the Dundalk Democrats, Kiwi and Riley. Kiwi was in Tullamore today and he is going to give us the full in-depth lowdown today. What Kiwi calls in the Democrat is Midland's mission complete. Well, how do we complete the mission, Kiwi? Uh, I don't know. I think uh, I actually sent a message there to one of the loud players asking him had anybody got footage of the game because um, I think if, if, if footage is released back at AM, we'll have to go on next week like it was. I suppose in comedic fashion, um, scarcely believable in the sense that it looked as if Offley were about to clear the ball and the next thing, the right full, it was very unfortunate that Glenn Hogan, he picked the spot in the bottom corner of the net and um, that, that particular time was up, you were in the sixth minute of the stoppage time and I said to Ryan Burns after us, uh, obviously Ryan was injured and wasn't playing so he was out of the dressing room early and I said to Master, could you have even picked your spot in the bottom corner any better I suppose we get a laugh and a joke out of it, but it was, it was a sort of contrast, and uh, it was interesting because um, obviously the media were, were uh, in the in the tunnel after the match and loud dressing, and there was music blaring out of it, and, and you know county board officials walking in and out, and a smile in everybody's face, and a buzz, and literally you'd think nobody was in the dressing room across the way in the awfully dressing room, and it was just when we were finishing up doing the interviews that, that all the awfully players come out one by one after each other, and I was actually speaking to one of the masters and he said he'd been in the dressing room where the Bloss County, where he does County Finals and he's never experienced something as somewhere as that. So it's just, I suppose, absolutely devastating for them. And it, it's, it's a huge, it's a huge victory in, in, I suppose, a number of ways, but particularly in the context of this division. Because yeah. I suppose people would have been looking at Loud after the Longford match. Um, with Longford missing so many players and, and the way that transpired with, with losing players and, different things and maybe looking at Loud as, as could be in line for a real struggle um, but now like I suppose with, with a couple of minutes to go today Longford or Offaly even were in line to move on to three points they had one point in the first two games they would have went a point ahead of Loud and Loud would be down at the foot of the table and within a second 
the three points clear of Offaly who are in the relegation places and four clear of Sligo who could play next who are on no points so you're really looking at the Sligo match but if you can win that at that home you go six ahead and six points is sort of the magic number in terms yeah, of survival yeah. and, and, and then you can maybe build a promotion push around that um, but it's just amazing that how quickly and how fickle this division is and, and how quickly it can change Absolute crazy division, really crazy. And I suppose the craziness is summed up in the own goal to win it. Like, well, what was he trying to do? I, I don't even know. And we were even talking about that. Like, if he had he kicked it wide, Loud had a, a gale of breeze behind him. Sam Murray was kicking that you wouldn't believe. So, likely, you know, if he had kicked it out for 45, but the way Mulroy was playing and with the gale of breeze behind him, like, you know, you were they weren't going to win the game. Like he was likely going to convert that, and you would have got a draw. So, like, if he had a, if he had a dive on it, had had one of the other players a sort of dive on it, the likelihood was that you know full back always with them start to freeze that a forward nudges into them, or or even looks like he's nudged into them. The word of it, a free out. Had he stooped to pick it up and held on to the ball, like time was up because as soon as the ball was kicked out, then the final whistle was blown. So literally, the game was over, and I. It's beyond belief what he was trying to do. And if there was one place he didn't want to put it, <laughs> like it was in the corner there. Like it, it was just unbelievable. It's scarcely believable. And like it was unbelievable as well because, like, from from here on the radio and through Twitter uh, feeds, we, we we were poor in the first half. We we could see the goals, did we? Uh, yeah, we did, but I, I think it's a bit harsh to call it poor because I don't think anyone who wasn't there, or it was really only the people who were there who could appreciate how strong that win was. Like, literally, the flags behind the goals, the road goals, were stiff, blown straight down the field. It was straight down the field, no crosswind or anything. Um, and, like, when you look at it, 22 minutes in, um, the game was two points apiece. So, Loud did well from that point of view. Longford went or off, he keep calling them Longford, Offaly weren't scoring like the first four points of the game that were divided equally and were all from three. Um, Offaly didn't score from the eighth minute on Lampard Sullivan scored in the 23rd minute. So they did very well. They did a huge amount of work for long periods of the game. They never looked in trouble. They never looked like conceding a goal until I think Anthony Williams gave the ball away. A very good game other than that, but gave the ball away and Anton Sullivan broke through and, and Sergio Chiki had no chance. And, it was nearly like, um, you know, when when you have a juvenile game, then where the whole game, the whole play gets sucked down the field and Loud couldn't get out. And Fergus Sheehy was looking for short kickouts because he couldn't kick it out long because it, you know, the, the breeze was that strong, it could have blown back down on top of his own full back. Right. So he was looking, he was looking to try and find it short, and and we get into trouble a couple of times. Um, in fairness, no, Handlem was very very good, but. There was times where it was dicey and they were squeezing up, but you know we managed to get out of jail. And one excellent move down the field, it, it, you know, it had hallmarks of, of the goals in Crow Park last week. And quick pass and right. um, you know sharp off the shoulder type of play. Conor McKeever, Sam Mulroy, who was Lloyd's best player involved, put it across the goal, and Kieran Bernie was there to tap it in, um, and that got Lloyd back to. It was only one point in at that stage, but Offaly finished the half very strongly to use the breeze. Again, it was a very unfortunate goal that they got three minutes before half time to put them five points ahead. Bevan Duffy, the miracle block before it, and it was just unfortunate the way it, it, it rebounded into the hand of um, of Shane Horn and, and he put it beneath Fergal Sheehy. Um, 
I wouldn't. I don't think you could really criticize Lloyd's first half. Yeah, I think. I think it's more. I think it's going to get miscommunicated. I think it was more. Not that they played poorly. It must have been that they were just poor goals more so than. Than. Uh, well, the first the, the first one was a very poor goal. The second one was very unfortunate. As yeah, you said, like yeah. Seven's block was excellent. Um, your mom was going for a point. Seven, as they say, a brilliant block, and it was just very unfortunate because it bounced so kindly. Um, you know, into the Offaly man's into his arms, and like he had a clear shot at goal. It was it was too late for any of the loud defenders to react. So, um, it was a, it was a flat goal, an unfortunate goal. I suppose they just had that wee bit of luck. Um, but at the same time, like a five point lead really wasn't satisfactory, if you like, for Offaly at half time, considering the strength of the breeze. And I think just from listening to um and talking to some of the the Alfie the officials down there, they, they knew that the wind was going to pick up um, and I think that they would have preferred yeah. to actually play with the breeze in the second half yeah, um, because yeah. it really did and the rain started to come. Um, like it, it, I think it was possibly the strongest breeze like I've seen in a long time, possibly ever seen in a game. Yeah, so um, Larry like took, was literally... Yeah, Larry took stock from that then, obviously they... They realise, oh, Grant, that's not. A f- it wasn't a five-point win. Yeah. Win is what you're trying to tell me. It's probably worth about seven or eight points. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And and they were well in the game at half time. Um, and and I suppose getting the goal, you could even call it against the run of play. Um, you know, help them along. And as I say, in that first quarter, like for us, we'd only get two points. Was a very disappointing return. And obviously, you will look at various parts of the game. But they had a lot of dominance in team in that early period, um, and I think they what they, they struck seven wide, um, and the majority of which were, were in the opening fifteen minutes. Right, right. Um, so they, they they let Loud off the hook. It took Loud quite a while to score, um, but I suppose they, they got two frees. Samuel Roy, as I say, played very well, kicked the frees very well into the into the breeze. But at the same time, Loud had chances. I can recall on three occasions, uh, Declan Bourne. Um, Connor early, and I think there was one more uh, strong efforts from about thirty meters that you know looked the majority of the way that they were going to sail over no problem, and just at the end they were caught and dropped into the goalkeeper's hands. So you know there was there was chance to get loud were, were were playing well. It was just that breeze that, that was I suppose preventing them um, preventing them from maybe even building a lead. Um, but, but five points was really nothing at half time and, and especially when they got the goal, um, you know, that that, that was always going to be a crucial score and, and ultimately that's how it proved. And and you mentioned Decky. Decky came in for uh Bournsy today he was injured. And yeah. James Craven came in for Dan Corcoran, I presume is injured as well, is he? Yeah, 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 yeah. Daniel got injured and he he didn't play for DCU during the week, um the professor team. Uh, apparently, it was a big loss for those, so that's how he was out. And Declan came in for Ryan. It was, a, it was sort of a difficult day for Declan because um, he was up there in the first half, and, and as I say, he was having to do a lot of work and, and having to come out around the field. And it was really Sam who was staying in closest to goal. And, and as I say, that opportunity in particular that, that he took a shot, um, that, that it, it just dropped short. It, it was just a, it was a difficult game for him to get into, and likewise, Andy McDonald was playing a similar role, started in the inside line and coming out the field. Found it very difficult to, to play a part. Kieran Downey, likewise, I know he got the goal, but wasn't the same creative self. Just couldn't get on the ball. Um, and, and Sam was was really the vocal point. The vocal point in it, and um, I suppose the, the way that it that it was transpiring in the first half, they were having to carry the ball. So a ready supply wasn't 
you know, <laughs> what you would say, healthy. And, and then in the second half, he was unfortunate with the black card, which came fairly early. Um, again, it was it was sort of harsh. Um, and, and uh, you know, he was off early in the second half. So he struggled really to make an impact. And he was probably a player that um, you were looking at in the second half that, you know, loads could kick points from distance and he is the man that's going to get them. So he was just very unfortunate that he went off. And then it was actually Ross Nally who was involved in, in the decisive uh, part of the match, which was the goal um, at the end that Ross Nally came in for him at the, at the end of the 10 minutes. He didn't return. Is, um, it, is, but, the sa- is that the same? Is it the same format um, or the same system as he's done when uh, yeah, if, yeah, if yeah, a player yeah, gets a black card, he doesn't bring them on? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that 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 that's the way he rolled. Yeah, that that seems to be. I think the only guy who's I think am I right saying Daniel allowed maybe six black cards and um, possibly seven in this year's league. Yeah. And I think that the first one Connor Early was brought back on, but none of the rest have. <laughs> right, right. Um, so so maybe maybe he's just trying to teach. I suppose there is there is clearly discipline issues, and I know that's a very difficult thing to say, but discipline in the sense of tackling and picking up yellow cards and particularly black cards. Like I would say I, I would put the house on the fact that I would say Loud uh, have the highest tally of black cards in the country. They have to have. You're coming up against opposition who's really not picking them up. Like Offley like Offley didn't really pick up any cards today. Yellow definitely knew well they didn't get any reds, no black yeah. and maybe one or two yellows. Whereas we're getting them Scattered around the field, and, and it has to be a concern, and, and particularly Connor Early. Um, right, you know, let's, let's talk about Connor. Let's talk about Connor now. Um, he's playing well, the chap. He's, he's probably a little bit too eager. Picks up a black and a yeah. red in the first game against Longford. Then in yeah. the second game in in Pro Park, he picks up a black card again, but doesn't come yeah. back on. Today yeah. he picks up a red card. Is it? Yeah, it was a sort of a, an off-the-ball incident. Okay, um, I think okay, the referee was, right. was addressing, I think the, the awfully goalkeeper was down, um, or one of their corner backs was down, and um, the referee was sort of looking after that, and there was a bit of a schmazzle in the middle of the field, and then one of the awfully players hit the ground, and um, obviously the crowd were, were bent for it, but the, the right. linesman saw it. The linesman um, caught that, right, right. Straight over, and it was a straight red, so it's difficult to say what exactly he did. Um, but he didn't really seem to have too many complaints when he was when he was shown the red card. It, it's disappointing because ultimately it's something that could have lost, could have cost loud again today. Um, and and you're you're reflecting on um, a discipline that you know no matter how you view the referee's performance, um, you know the first day ultimately it was losing the two players Tommy and Connor, which which cost loud the game yeah, against Longford. Yeah, yeah. uh, we've seen. When, when it was 14 against 14 for about 20 minutes in that match in the first day that the Loud was a better team and we're coming back into it and clawing the deficit back um, and and like to lose Connor today at that period like there was, there was uh, I just consulted with the notes here but I'm nearly sure that Loud might have been five points down at that stage so like you know to to, to, yeah. to lose them yeah it was it was it was 2-6 to 1-4 at that stage and within three minutes it was 2-7 to 1-4 so there were six down just over twenty minutes to go. Yeah. Um, you know, even with the strong breeze, it didn't look good because Loud had only got one point by that stage in the second half. But this seems to be um, a thing with this Loud team, and I earmarked yeah. it from the very start. I and I, I openly admitted it at, in that Longford game that 
I don't mind them picking up all these black cards and red cards because there's something there. Like with this, it, it it's I suppose it's it's a sacrifice you're willing to take for the intensity and the absolute work rate they're really putting in. So I don't really mind, and I know we and I and that's even that we lost that game against Longford, and then no, but I you think, go to I the, think yeah. I, I, but sorry, just to finish your point, I think today against Offaly, you, you you lose the man, it gives us a spark that maybe when teams are playing this defensive style of football, you're not really outnumbered, although it, you're not really outnumbered in attack because you're always covering your double up in your positions. So you're around yeah, the no, middle I, towards. I, I, and I, think, I, I, understand, I understand your point, but if you take each of the, uh, you know, respective black or yellow cards, Take them in isolation, and and none of them are really for tackling. If you like, like Conor Ayrley's, um against Leash was a crazy thing. He, he completely took the man out. Like he was looking at them, like it was just a moment of madness. There was nothing tactical about it. If you look back, um, Andy McDonald's in that match, it was he, he fell. He, yeah, well, that was yeah, that was the free. black. Yeah, I think we discussed that, that at the time. 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 Yeah, you, you go to the game before that. Um, like James Craven today, that was for for giving out to the referee. That was for Mountain. So right. again, that 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 has nothing to do with intensity or closing up on anybody. Declan Bond, it was a sort of a late. It was a, you know, it was it, it was like Andy's again innocuous. You go back to the first match, um, Connors, it was a late tackle. Um, I suppose that could fall under the category that they're talking about. But the majority of them are, are for isolated incidents. You know, silly things and um, avoidable things. Nothing really to do with from a tactical sense. I would, I would accept there's quite a few yellow cards that that maybe fallen under that banner, but they're the majority of black cards are very avoidable. And ultimately, um, you've got out of jail the last two weeks. Um, but as you maybe meet better opposition, like if you're going down to play Carlo, uh, we know what they're like. They, they I suppose, capitalise on it. Um, yeah. Yeah. That, that, that type of team that, that could take advantage of something like that West Mead and Down you're looking at the opposition is only going to improve and like I wouldn't fancy Daniels going down to Wexford in the championship and losing a man no no matter how badly Wexford are going you know a championship match would could take on a life of its own and, and even going beyond that like if you, if, you know it, it's just something that has to be eradicated um, and, and there clearly is an issue there I'm not trying to blow it out of proportion like it is something very concerning. Like, it, like it, there's no doubt about it. What would you do? What do you think? Like, if, what would you do? Like, well, like, if, 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 like in fairness, we we say that um, Conor Early's black card against uh, the well, definitely against Leash against Longford, um, Andy's and Declan, they were you know mild. Would you call them for a referee calls? Yes. Um, yeah, absolutely. You know the yeah. word. Well, sorry, Connors against Leash was was that wasn't a fair referee call. He, he, he had no option. Yeah, like yeah. It was it was it was a crazy tackle. That's very easy to cut out. Just don't do it. Do you know what I mean? Yes. Keep yeah. your head. Um, the others are maybe refereeing mistakes, but it just I don't know how you do it. Like it's did a mental thing, but you just like other teams don't seem to be suffering like uh, you know suffering with the rule. Um. You know, and it's not as if it was a black card in, in years gone by where you were able to bring somebody on. Literally now, you're, you're losing them for 10 minutes. And, and like those 10 minutes could be the difference in winning the game and losing the match. Yeah. And I think it was only the, the, the thing about today was because Lloyd had such an advantage with the conditions that if it sort of nullified Offley's 
extra men, um, you know, and, and maybe they, they had more numbers around fence and midfield. They, they, they seemed to be prone to going nowhere with that possession and, and it could break down and, and that's where Loud were capitalising more. I suppose if there hadn't been that dramatic wind advantage, you likely would have been beaten today. Well, there's no doubt you would have been beaten today because they probably would have used the spare man a lot better. Yeah. The spare yeah. man a lot better. See, that's, that's um, the thing, I suppose. That you're you're nearly, you're getting away with it at the moment, but like similar to down down got away with it against Westmead. I was at that game on Saturday night, yeah. And West uh, down had a man sent off, Pat Haveron, uh, yeah. And Westmead couldn't capitalize on it because the way yeah. the, the way the game has been set up, regardless of quality of opposition, obviously a good opposition, quality opposition will beat us down the line if you're losing nine to fourteen men. Yeah. But the way the game is played. You have so many men around the middle toward anyway, and you're doubling up yeah. the defence that you're not overly losing out on that man, per se. You know. Yeah. Yeah. No, I totally agree. The teams, teams are, are yeah. aren't really set up to capitalise on on the man's advantage, and you see it so often. Um, like I, I remember, I, I, just one game that stands out. Uh, you probably remember the South Daniel. It was in a rook. Uh, was it a first league came in charge over in Westmead where they were, yes, were seven yeah. up at half time yeah. at a wind advantage of the man up and you're still beaten um, so it doesn't always no. I suppose transpire that way but particularly you now and I think Westmead are set up in that sort of you know negative Donegal template that it's very difficult for them to Maybe you Get know, capitalised. They're, they're, they're nearly programmed. Um, so, so I think it bodes well that we're playing a lot of these games. Like even as far back as the, was it the Wicklow game we lost Andy early on as well in the Auburn Cup. Yeah. We're playing these yeah. games of fourteen men. Jesus, Keeping, what would it be like if we had full fifteen men on the field for the full seventy minutes? Well, so we haven't experienced that yet. So very hard to comment. But yeah, I have to say, and I think one word that that typifies uh, the way that they're playing and. I don't know what Wayne has brought to it. Is it just that there's more unity? I know that under Pete McGrath, it got fragmented very early and probably that had a lot to do with results and standards you were playing at and, and vice versa and a lot of young players and, and whatever else. But resilience. Yeah, um, absolutely. Be, absolutely. I said that the first day. There seems to be a real togetherness um, within the group. Um, like a, You know, it, it, it's really, you only see it when, when you're down close to them. Um, that there's, I suppose there would be an age gap to the likes of, we say, uh, Jim McEnany, Declan Bourne, guys who are there for the majority of this decade, and the likes of Emma Carroll and Craig O'Donnell and all those guys that are brought in. Yeah. But there seems to be that, you know, there's a there's a distinct South Loud flavour to a lot of these young players that are coming in, probably would have went to school together, mm-hmm. um, played on, on, you know, winning school teams together and, and even on club teams together. There, there's that parochial. Unity maybe there. Um, I don't know whether you picked that up yourself and just. Yeah, I, I, really, I never really noticed it. I suppose it's. I, I wouldn't say it's a South Loud thing or anything. Because well, I suppose you you've one toward the team from the Blues. That's going to bring that unity and that like they know they know each other. Yeah, but the mass and, 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 and yeah, yeah the the there, there is a sort of a resilience there, and, and yeah. probably a lot of players who that would would you agree that that was maybe a trait of, of Wayne's minor team. Um, particularly the one that got yeah. to the Lancaster final. What I, what I, so many tight games. Yeah. That year. What I would say um, is with this team, more so than say where the players are from, uh, per se, because they all like you. I suppose there is nobody from the Pats or Cooley. Like the north, the most northern yeah. player would be Fergus Sheiky. But what I two things I take from Loud this year is 
they're very, very, I think they're supremely fit. And that, that yeah, has a lot definitely. to do with Graham Bourne. And on top yeah. of that, I think Wayne has given them a plan and a system of play to use that fitness. Like, it's it's all well and good being fit and not knowing where to run. Like, we probably, like, yeah. and here's actually, we could, we could, like, Graham Bourne was there last year as well. So we could have we could equally be as fit as we were last year under Pete McGrath as we, as we are this year, but when you're yeah. when you're playing to a system and players know where to run and where to be, it makes you look fitter and it makes you look a lot uh, a lot more not more unified. And I think I think that's yeah. what's coming across. We're playing to a script. We're playing to a plan, and it and we're getting these results. And and once you get Absolutely. wins as well, it kind of looks like lads are buying into it more. And I think that's where I think that's where the difference is coming. I think Wayne has tapped into that. Um, like I said, I had a prod with him, and he's the modern day manager. He might be able to tap into the players more and realize <coughs> what's needed yeah. and, and how to tap into them. You know. Ah, uh, yeah, no, and and like you even see last week when we interviewed him after the leash game, Daniel, like the smile and the grin on his face, like there's there seems to be an enjoyment attached to this that would definitely. Not there last year. No, even all the lads, even the, even the boy, even the players, they looked like a weight. Well, obviously a weight was lifted off them, but in general, yeah. even when they were bet by Longford, you, even in the Bourne Cup, you could sense, geez, there's something, yeah. there's something happening here. Like I, I in Longford, I, I had a pod after, and I called it green shoots because there's definitely something starting and yeah. emerging with this team, um, and even yeah. as well. No, it's encouraging. Definitely. Yeah, definitely encouraging. Like we're we're still a good bit to go. Like we're we're after getting two wins, and we probably we're lucky to get this one, but we're getting we're getting wins with impact from the bench, and it looked like oh Duffy had a hell of a game, hell of a kick, the yeah, hell of a I point, and Rory Moore I kicked the point as well. But Jim comes off the bench, yeah. Ross Nally comes off the bench, and Pete come, Pete Calliff comes off the bench as well. So we're getting impact yeah, and there, think, and lads think, are buying into this. I think um, obviously they 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 had an impact. Um, you know, I suppose at that stage of the game, it was it was all downhill, and it was for the likes of Rory Moore, like the, the, the play was going that way, and you can in for Conor Brannigan, who, who just worked very hard, or Conor McKeever, the, the two people who worked very hard. And I suppose they were working in, in the most difficult period of the game when, when you were trying to stay in it in the first half into the breeze. Um, but definitely, the, the guys come on um, impressed. Owen, Owen Duffy, particularly, um, scored a, you know, a cracking point. Um, and definitely, I think now with with Conor early set to sell the suspension, he automatically he would have been looking at Jim McEnany coming back in. But Owen Duffy first sub on today, and um, you would imagine that against Sligo that Andy might be moved to midfield. And I think that you know position will suit him more than where he is now. I, I see Andy as more of a midfield player as opposed to a forward, um, because he's, he's I think he's more effective breaking on to move as opposed to. Being the target when when you know the pivot, the player, if you like, yeah, yeah. as the one you're kicking it to, and other players feeding off him. But that seems to be the way it is at the minute. He's coming away from goal far too much, and Andy is certainly a lot more effective moving towards it than than you know maybe the likes of Conor Grimes or whoever who's your you know your target guy, you know that you can feed off. Um, but I think Owen Duffy definitely has a has a, a big role to play um, because he has impressed. Even every time he's come in, yeah. Mom. Every time he's come in, he's yeah. impressed. It suits him as well. That kind of the modern style, sideways pass, and he can pick a line with his rugby background. He's strong in possession. Yeah. His brother's there as well. It's going to be a great help. 
So yeah, he, he he's definitely impressed. Would you say it was Samuel mm-hmm. Roy's best day in a loud jersey? Absolutely, absolutely. Like he, he missed I think he missed a three or, or two possibly in the second half. But yeah, like I think John Savage mentioned it to me, uh, the Dodd Independent. Um he says it's only when you look back, uh, as you realise how influential and involved Sam was in the win over leash. Um, like literally was in the middle of everything, setting up things. Landed a big, big free at the end, yeah. He, 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 like, it's only when you're up he's deceptively big. And like, you know, he's, he, I think he's, he's, he's morphing into that full sort of, is he possibly as good as Shane Lennon? He's very young and hard to tell. Wouldn't be um, as big as Shane. It wouldn't be as big. No, no, yeah. no, no, but he, like, he's talented and, and today with the freeze, like, in the first half he kept Loud in it with the freeze. Um he, he scored all of Loud's first half uh, points tally. Um especially then when the game opened up he was he was involved in it. Like it, it was never a case that the full back got the ball in front. When the ball was put Sam's way he got it and players were feeding off him and he was he actually he was a sort of a leader in a in a time where you were struggling. Him and Tommy Leonham were the two standard players. Um, and and like he, he really really good in, in Crow Park last week, really good this week. Um, and I suppose you, you look back twelve months ago when when you were missing them in the league. Um, and I suppose you were struggling at that end of the pitch. You know how much of an impact that he made last year, I don't know, but yeah. he definitely looks really really conditioned. Started the year flying, and you know really really promising, really really promising. Really good side, really good, and then. Was uh, was it a matter of the half back line as a launch pad again with Williams, Bev, and Duffy and John Clutterbuck? Yeah, well, Bev carried the ball typically forward. I think Anthony, as I said earlier, was unfortunate. Well, it was, it was a poor pass to go across his own goal for, for, for the off, first off the goal. Um, attacked well, as he always does. Defended fairly well. Um, John Clutterbuck in the second half probably. Um, was was more evident than in the first half, but again in the first half he was having to do a lot of defending and, and um, obviously loads were under the cash. But that is, I think that established itself fairly quickly as as the half back line of choice. Um, and and I remember even when I was writing the league preview in the paper, um, you know the one to watch, and and he was the one that I that I took down for because I couldn't see any other option in the left half back yeah. position. And it's looking um, like a settled team all over, isn't it? Well, defensively, I think that maybe Darren Marks could argue for an inclusion somewhere. Yeah, Derek Maguire to go back. Derek Maguire to go back in. Absolutely, absolutely. Bornsy as well. That full-back line, I have to say, like, well, Daniel Corcoran, he's got a lot of praise for how he's performed so far. I think he's a bit young, um, and I think that definitely James Craven is maybe a better option at this stage in in the left forward position. Um, Getting James back today, Generally, he did fairly well. A bit silly now to get himself black carded, and he gave away the free uh, from which he was he was black carded for 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 mountain back at the referee. It was a silly free to give away, but again, uh, I think he's, he's an important player to get back in. He's a guy who would have started last year. You would have been question marks over him, but he improved as the year went on. And, and when he's fit, I suppose he has to play. Emma Carden, you know, is an outstanding full back, and again, a player with huge potential. Um, if you know you're looking at him, earmarking him for that position possibly for years to come. Did he did he uh, pick up Anton? Did he pick up Anton Sullivan today? No, Anton Sullivan was out playing centre forward. Right. Um, so that would have been Devin. 
then the other side Fergal Donahue said well today like uh, and Fergal um, you know it's very hard on the evidence of the last two performances as to how you could maybe drop him even if Darren Marks comes back to fitness um, so those six defenders I think they're going to be hard to shift for the time being although Derek Maguire is likely going to be back um, whether he'll be back to the flag again I don't know possibly on the evidence of his of his treatment, uh, from, from from Sunday's match you know, he could, he could be very eager to get back on Tuesday night. Um, yeah, I'll have to buy. I'll have to, I'll have to retweet that out for everyone if they haven't seen already. His uh, uh, yeah. robbery in Tullamore. Niall, Niall Mack mm. came on for off you today. Was he? How, how yeah, but he came on. He, 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 he came on at the time when they couldn't get the ball up to him. Um, he, he came on at that stage where Lloyd was just starting to take over with about fifteen minutes to go and literally starved his possession. He, he probably would have been a lot better with the breeze at his back. If they had a brought him on and the tables were turned, you would likely have seen him soaking over a couple of points, but he just, he, he had very little influence. Um, you know, no influence, practically, because right. Offley just couldn't score. Um, like I think if I go back and, and look through it, like Offley finished with 2-8 and after 47 minutes, they had 2-7. Yeah, he only scored yeah. one point and, and considering there was six minutes of injury time, so that's, a half an hour that Offaly only scored yeah, one point. We, fin- we finished um, well, we defended well, we were very strong. 2-10 to 2-8, like, it's a great win. And, and like, be- actually, before, before I wrap it up, uh, our goal again, uh, Kieran Downey's goal, you mentioned it earlier, I'm going to make a big, wild comparison here. But we seem to work goals in the same, similar fashion. Yeah that Pep Guardiola's Man City team works their goals. Would you, would you agree <laughs> with that? But would, uh, do you want me to explain uh, that or will I just leave it hanging in the well, atmosphere? I, 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 know, I know what you're angling at, but I'm a Man United supporter, so I don't really want to be, um, you know, giving any unwarranted criticism to, you know, the, the noisy neighbours. Um, I listen to different, two completely different sports. Um, but but they're, it, they're it, like, yeah, in terms of us like, loading up, like, like you mentioned, Bones, you got the other goal. We're, we're loading up one side, quick hand pass and moves down the flanks and then Palmer across to someone at the back post. Like, he's ob- have, it's obviously something have, we're working you on. You have those types of players, Daniel, though. Like, yeah. that's, that's, that's meat and drink to, to Anthony Williams, uh, that, that type of quick build-up play off the shoulder, 1-2, one, 1-2, two, one, two, supremely fit. And I suppose when you have a team conditioned seemingly as well as Graham Bourne has loads, that's the type of football that you can play and, and awfully weren't really at that level they were I suppose looking to play it more traditionally kicking it and, and kicked a lot of ball away by doing that um, whereas Loud was, was sharp in the ribs to retain possession and I suppose that, that that's something that um, Loud have had even back to the Hidden Rock days you think of Adrian Reed and guys like that you were able to you know build the play up like like that, you have those type of players that, that are yeah. able to. I I think we're working on. It. I think I, I think we're definitely working on. It. I think it's a thing where we're we're building we're building attacks from certain areas of the pitch and exploiting these mass defenses and punching yeah. holes. I definitely think it's something we're working on. It it looks evidence again today. Downey getting the goal, the couple of goals last week. The confidence is there now, and people are believing in it. It, it all adds to it. It looks really but good. But I also think yeah. we're, I think we're sacrificing arguably one of our best players at that, giving it and taking it, Andy McDonald, by having him in a position where he spends the majority of the time with his back to goal. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, Daniel? yeah. Like he, 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 he seems to be at the minute the guy that is getting it and giving it back, Anthony Williams or Tommy Dornan or John Clutterbuck or those guys, instead of being the guy that's breaking onto it. Um, yeah, so yeah, I, it, it, I suppose it's a, it's a like. 
Um, you could probably say that this team it's it's early in terms of like like systems yeah, and well, team, personnel. So that might be one of the teething problems where best to get uh get more out of Andy. Maybe like he has played a lot of his stuff in the middle of the field due to Early's indiscipline. But he might like yeah. he might he might he might end up on the forty. He might end up even one of the half back positions, or he could end up midfield beside Tommy. But I think, yeah, I think, I think it might. I think he's a midfielder, and maybe you know we we spoke before that if you're trying to give a comparison, I'm not saying that they're at the same level, but if you're looking at how well Dublin's midfield performed last year, James McCarthy, Brian Santon, it's it's a similar and and like obviously I don't want to sound a fool here, but it's a similar dynamic in having Tommy Donnan and Andy McDonald. And if you go back to the promotion campaign under Colin Kelly, the Division Three promotion campaign, like the the basis for that was formed with those two in the middle of the field. Yeah. Well they they work well, yeah. I suppose. It, it's it's a there's a bit of balance there. I suppose just I don't think that's a I don't think that's a wild uh, comparison to make between two those two boys. Because please God we beat Wexford and more than likely, the best matchup we have for those two boys in the middle of the field for Dublin is Tommy Dornan and Andy. But listen, yeah. if we're talking about Dublin, it's February when, and we we just we got we're having winning the second league game in the first time in two years. Mm-hmm. We're getting a little bit ahead of ourselves here. But uh, I well, still no, think Daniel, did, did, did you not see the other night? Dublin's in total disarray. <laughs> <laughs> but I still think I still think. Um, I'm I'm always an optimist. I still think there's a possible promotion charge in 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 us. Well, I know you don't want to you know, say that. I think I think I think a lot. It depends on the Sligo match. Like if you can if you can beat Sligo and get yourself safe, then I suppose you know you can look up what's about it then. Um, like not, the, the, I, next, the next the next two games will tell the tale. And and what's really what's always the way is. Um, we haven't beaten Sligo in, in a long time. Donkeys. Yeah, a long time. long you know, time. long time. And, and to be honest with you, one thing, and, and like, <laughs> I think it's been long said, Strata doesn't suit loud. And the yeah. This loud team, yeah. where the heavy field, small, tight field, you look at the last two weeks, big fields, I know they were totally different games and, and contrast in the way that loud won it, but they reveled in Coe Park and, you know, they, they, they exploited space well um, towards the end of the day. used you know, the 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 wood the wood theories would have kicked the ball away, but generally they used the, the open field fairly well. Um and, and back to Zaha, the loud record's not great in it. So There might um, be there might be white paint going up along the up along the bank to to, to wipe mm. this field come week come uh, <laughs> oh, no. Sunday week. Keevin, thanks very much. Thanks for that. That's no brilliant stuff. Um Keevin Riley, the dark Democrat there, and giving us the full lowdown on the Midlands mission complete. Thanks, Kiwi. No problem.